Hello guys and welcome to the episode 21 of the Academica Vertex. Uh, I am joined today by my co-hosts Aditya and Shiva, uh, head of Game Week 23. Uh, we'll Game Week 22, or may I say double Game Week 22, uh, is still going on today with uh, the Leicester Tottenham game and the United Brentford game uh, go ahead this evening. Uh, but we're going to stream today. Uh, you know, commenting on the game week and uh, what's to come regarding FPL. Uh, so, Aditya, how are you, mate? How are you feeling? Hey, Chris. Uh, nice to be back on. After a long time, pretty much you could probably say maybe a month or so, you've joined in back for another episode. I mean, most of us were down with COVID and we had a lot of confusion with regards to post-movements and all and that and all that said and done. Now let's move on to FPL. I mean, week 22, did it go according to plan? I mean, really the last few weeks go according to plan for most of us, no, right? Games getting postponed midway. I mean, selecting double game week players and then they them turning out to be single game week players. Clubs starting to misuse the COVID postponement, those rules like 13 players and all. I think as far as I've read, uh, Premier League are going to probably decide this weekend and they are probably looking to make amends to the rules where I think where there's 13 players to be fit and all something so that is going to be changed so we are not going to see a lot of postponements from now on and we are going to see more of double game weeks and uh, with regards to this game week, we don't take a lot of time which is ongoing uh, let me see how many points I'm on because really I've lost touch here I'm on 57 and I unfortunately captained Ronaldo and my vice captain is on Fernandez. So, pretty much I don't need to speak more here. So, you went for Bruno. I mean, that's... Uh, so, you're hoping for Ronaldo no-show, right? Probably. Uh, if you're lucky. I mean, I don't mind at this point. I just hope Ronaldo plays and he scores a brace because I don't really mind. Whoa. Uh, let's see. I mean, United need to win the last couple of games. I don't want to start talking about United because even if you speak about Chelsea, there isn't going to be a certain wine yeah. here. Yeah, we shouldn't. We shouldn't both of our teams are not pay, playing not playing well. So, just hope that both of our teams turn around for the sake of finishing in the top four. So, Shiva, how are you, mate? Uh, are you feeling better after uh, COVID? Uh, ready for FPL to come back? Yeah, I mean, uh, good to be back. Not really to my 100%, but yeah, I'm good enough. But uh, game week has been really, really bad. And uh, this game week, I think it's clearly into uh, just black and white, like people who had Bruno and who didn't. So obviously, I didn't have Bruno Fernandes, so I'm stuck on 45 minus 8. So that that's pretty bad, like 37. And really, I hope really, really bad that Ronaldo uh, needs to play tonight for me. My, my vice captain is Kane, so there's a little bit of hope there as well. But I don't want to get just a one pointer of Dawson from my bench, so I really need Ronaldo to play and uh, score at least one goal. Uh, I'm hope I, I don't think that there is a chance of getting any green arrow right now, you know, unless both Ronaldo and Kane braces, there is no chance for it to happen. So I'm just hoping that my red arrow gets closer to grey and just to get this game week out of the way. But yeah, overall game week has been pretty bad, but uh, lots of double game weeks to come. Uh, FPL is going to get pretty exciting. So yeah, good on that part. Yeah, so I, th I think it's two against one uh, regarding Bruno Fernandes uh, this game because I, I, I've got him too. It was a spontaneous transfer, may I say. I think uh, the lack of choices uh, led me to this decision mostly, and you know, I just believe that he could, uh, you know, he could he could remnants back uh, to last season and you know get one of those double-digit holes, which he which he did with uh, you know some amount of luck. I also captained Bruno, so I'm on six six points with uh, De Gea oh, and Bruno wow. to go, um, closing on the top 100k. So that's positive. Uh, after this season, and I think uh, ranks are pretty volatile right now, so I think there's gonna be an opportunity uh, for everyone who's close there to to rise quite fast with the doubles coming up. Uh, and speaking of doubles, I think we have to we have to you know discuss some uh, potential doubles uh, for some teams who look to be uh, you know who look to be getting some form too. So I think uh, the main two teams that we're seeing doubles probably next game week are 
Aston Villa and Leeds. Uh, and Aston Villa, I think they're they, they, you know, they're catching the eye of people. You know, Coutinho, Digne, new signs. Their team seems strong. And they really did put a good performance against Man United in that second half. So, Aditya, you know, as a United fan too, how do you see that game? I mean, uh, what do you think of Villa? And are, are they just good because United made them uh, seem good? Or do you think they're actually good? I mean, the first 30-odd minutes, United played well. And uh, the second half, again, we lost control. We were not compact enough and... Uh, we bottled it. I think bottling is probably the right word. We were 2-0, we were leading, right? You should have just closed out the game, but uh, lack of players on the bench and stupid substitutions and players were probably not up to their mark when with regards to closing out a game. That probably caused us to slip up and lose those three vital points and turning into a draw. But nevertheless, Villa played well. They showed a lot of promising signs. Um, I mean, to be honest, I think the probable fixtures in game week 23, if Villa double are, they play Everton and then they probably play either Leeds or Burnley or something. So, um, I don't know what exactly it's going to be. Probably these three, one of these three will be two games that will be played for a double. So, um, I mean, um, Dinier, who recently joined from Everton, <laughs> Rafa Bennett is getting sacked and you know, this is getting a joke at this point. He looked good. But even, I think, Matty Cash, on the other hand, also, I mean, you have two good options to pick there from defence. I mean, we all know, right, the four names that are floating around, either one of the full-backs and maybe Jacob Ramsey and then Coutinho and Watkins. I think that's probably the four names, right? I mean, we don't need to discuss a lot because this, the, these are the names that are floating out. And if they look good and I think pretty much maybe getting two of them if the doubles are confirmed is the option to go ahead because we have to target the doubles and just hope get these two games are played and we don't see any more postponements from now on. Yeah, definitely. I think I think the Villa assets are, you know, I think most are looking at the same uh, pool of assets. I think Ramsey caught the eye of many uh, with that performance. He's, you know, he's really cheap too. So I think, you know, people uh, love a, a cheap enabler. So I, I can get it. But I just think... Uh, you know, uh, the, the temptation is there to go for picks like Ding and Coutinho, who have been uh, good historically for Epfield managers. Uh, so Shiva, as a you know experienced player, are you more keen to buy those players? Are you are you gonna uh, let nostalgia leave you, or are you t- are you being more cautious? Uh, I mean, I don't think this is this is time in FPL. Even if you're being cautious with the uncertainties going on, you know, there is no safe option right now. You know, <laughs> whatever decision that you. Take it may or may not turn out to be good, but yeah, Aston Villa definitely a team to look out for. I mean, even if they did not have doubles coming up, still they were uh, they were looking quite good since like uh, Gerard came in and their next few fixtures. Even if you consider the single game weeks, are pretty good to have. But but the tricky situation is we still don't have a confirmed double game week, so uh, we have like what say just over 48 hours now for the deadline so if the doubles are not announced before the deadline then almost certainly the the double game week is not going to be part of 23 and then even if you like villa assets looking at the man city run you really have option to get go for man city players as well so as much as i uh, like uh, villa and like many of their options i mean Watkins, uh, Coutinho and Dina to uh, name these three. These three are on my radar and if I have to pick three, I'll, I'll pick these three now. But, you know, unless the double game week is announced, uh, I, I think Man City assets probably have a little bit more priority, you know, in, in terms of my team and what I'm looking at. So, I mean, as always this season, we have to wait quite close to the deadline. If the double game week gets announced, then probably get Villa assets, you know, probably for a hit. Some people might even think about wildcard or free hit. But if not, uh, you know, uh, Man City playing the next three uh, easier fixtures, I I think uh, it's not a straightforward decision. So it all depends on how the double game weeks are, you know, laid out. Yeah, of course, information for the doubles is going to be really important uh, to the decision making. And I think in FPL right now, we're just waiting for more information. You know, I think it's it's really last-minute decisions and, you know, sometimes instinct instinct must work. Uh, you know, 
you have to make some something out of the information that we get uh, in a really limited amount of time. So I think uh, it's really important to you know to not overthink sometimes. You know, do what what you think you you want to do. You know, uh, don't rush into any decisions. But I just think that uh, yeah, I agree with you that city assets uh, you know normally are more of a priority right now. I think city. I personally don't have any city players, which is a big, big issue for me right now. So, yeah, it was also a reason that I thought uh, I could wildcard. But, you know, with the integrity right now, um, I'm really thinking about it. But, you know, I won't uh, pull the trigger easily. I want to get as much info as possible right now. And I think if we, if we don't get doubles, then there's no point in wildcarding uh, just to get city players. And I could take a hit or two. But, yeah, I think Aston Villa, if they have a double game week, for me, I think... I, 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 I've got Watkins right now, uh, which is, a, you know, I think he's a really good pick. I think he's going to come good. Uh, and I think I might want to add a second player. I, I wouldn't triple up right now. I, I want to see some more, something more, you know. Uh, I want to be more impressed by them to triple up. But I think uh, second spot, maybe defender, you know, I think many people are going to look at, looked into Cash or Digne, uh, offload and Chelsea defenders. So I think... I think they are the the better picks if you want to invest in Villa right now. But I think uh, you know waiting for the doubles is going to be important. But uh, on another topic, I think a player that you know was a bit forgotten by a few managers in the in, you know in this kind of uh, time. I think Rafinha might resurface as a must in FPL, and you know with Leeds getting back their players, and you know uh, they're able to fill a squad. Uh, you know, after some time, you know, some uh, players coming back. Bamford, I think he's going to be back soon. Ailing is back. I just think Rafinha is someone who's going to be a really important asset to have uh, in the next few weeks. So, regardless of the double, he's got a, a really nice fixture against Newcastle. And I've seen in the timeline many people re- even considering captaining him. Uh, but, you know, I think bringing him in might be. Uh, you know, and move ahead of the curve because not many people are looking at him. I think, uh, of course, you know, there's the, uh, the fear that Leeds might still not be able to fill the squad. You know, I think that's not gonna stop uh, being a, a fear with Leeds. But Aditya, are you considering Rafinha? Well, with regards to Leeds not able to throw up a squad, I think uh, they faced a very tough time. I think maybe a month or so ago, but they still managed to play a few games with having many young youth players on the bench. So they didn't probably put them an excuse to get away, but uh, they did play. So I don't think that's going to happen. And as I said, right, I think somewhere, was it on the Athletic, I saw that the Premier League are definitely going to change that rule. So we are going to see less and less of postponements from now on. So what I'm hoping for. And with regards to Rafinha, yes, I mean, most of us started the season... Uh, by having Rafinha, right? So we just got him out because of the postponements and all those things here and there. So, I mean, I'm definitely looking to get him in. But with most of us having, I think definitely Diego Jota is one player. Gerard Bowen is a second. Third is probably, depending on your squad structure, you'll probably have a placeholder for Salah, like I have Fernandez. Then you'll have two other midfield spots, right? So you can probably upgrade one of them to Rafinha, downgrade one someone to a cheap player and then move on. So it basically depends on your squad structure if you are able to get proper four midfielders. Like I have, <laughs> I got in grey, <laughs> I think two weeks back when Everton uh, had a double, but eventually one game got called off and also, again, got, I don't know how Everton are going to play now with, I think, Duncan Ferguson being named as a caretaker for the next few games. So that's one thing to see. But Rafinha is definitely on the cards for me. And... Um, I let's see. I mean, I might get him in this week, but we'll have to wait and see what more information we get as we get closer to the deadline. But one player to consider is definitely Rafinha, and we'll have this uh, fixture rearrangements. We should probably get some update, but let's see what happens now. I mean, as a fellow uh, grey owner, which was a really bad transfer, you know. I mean, it's inside, but I think uh, with all the postponements and Everton being Everton, I think uh, it's been a really bad transfer. Uh, but yeah, I think. Uh, if I'm, I'm a great owner, I think the price is similar. I think Rafinha is a much better player. You know, I mean, regardless of the team he's playing, I think he's he's been really good, and I think he can uh, tick along nicely. 
So I think it would be a nice move uh, to consider for this game week, especially if you're in a wild card. I think he, he, you have to include him in. If he has a double, I uh, wouldn't be shy of captaining, to be honest, with uh, what we saw against West Ham uh, on the weekend. And if I may add, he created seven chances, I think, and two of them were big chances with eight key passes. And I think uh, if you see the game, you, you can see how good he was. He was amazing. He also hit the woodwork with one amazing free kick. So, yeah, I think that performance just uh, reminded us of what Rafinha can do. So, uh, Shiva, did you watch the game? Uh, are you sold on him yet? Or are you waiting for something more? Yeah, I mean, Rafinha has always <clears throat> been a good option. Uh, but I'm a little bit more than Rafinha. I, th- I think it's, it's a more problem more in terms of you know setting up your team for double game week so for example let's say there is a double game week announced which involves Villa playing Everton and Leeds so that makes not only Villa players must have or you know like go to players for this double game week but Rafinha also have a double game week now looking at a single game week fixture Rafinha was someone you know who was in my watch list and you know I, I was uh, looking to get him, you know, if I get an opportunity. But if there is a double game week for Leeds, and Leeds, they look like they are getting back in the Leeds that we know or that we liked. So, I think if Leeds get double, Rafina is really, really, uh, I won't say must-have, but really, really good option to consider, even above, you know, some of the Villa assets. So, the, the dilemma on my side is, if let's say the double game week gets announced, where there is a double game week for Villa and Leeds plus let's say there is a double game week for uh, Watford and Burnley as well then that essentially makes me to get the double game week player by you know taking a huge hit like minus 8 or minus 12 which in that sense may or may not you know uh, be uh, prove useful or worth it so that's why I am keeping my free hit side ready keeping my wildcard side also ready Ready in the sense, like, you know, just like a draft. And also, I'm thinking about option open to, you know, take minus 4 or minus 8 or, you know, even minus 12 if, like, you know, a couple of games are announced in double game week. So, again, going back to the point, there are um, quite a few Villa players. Rafinha, definitely. There is a slight chance of even Everton getting a double game week this week. And I know, like, people have, have been burned by getting Ray and ECL for the last double game week which was announced which didn't uh, happen in the end but uh, as you said the uh, Duncan Ferguson getting announced as a short-term coach now and last time when DCL played under him he, he was pretty good so even if they, they failed and Everton looked pretty bad if there is a double game week announced then I would definitely want to make most of it by getting their players so yeah I'm keeping my options open but Going back to Rafinha, if there is no double game week announced in near future, you know, maybe as, as they said, maybe our midfield is not, may, may not have any spot for Rafinha. But yeah, if they have a double game week to play, then definitely. And if you're, if I hit a wild card, you know, to set up my team for, uh, you know, most of the rest of the season, then yeah, Rafinha is definitely someone I'll, I'll get it in. Because... He's creating chances for fun and Bamford is soon going to be back. So, I'm definitely seeing Rafinha getting uh, a lot, lot more points uh, in game weeks to come. He's a really good option. Yeah, I, I can foresee what's going to happen. I mean, if he if he gets a double, you know, imagine he, he holds. I think his orange is going to rise uh, to what it was back then. Uh, at the start of the year, and you know, last season. I think he's going to be the next bandwagon soon. But yeah, I think uh, picking uh, those Everton Villa players is going to be nice. They've got uh, some good doubles, to be honest. Uh, I think these doubles are going to be more interesting than the ones we had this game week. I think many people didn't like the doubles, and I didn't too. They were, you know, tricky games, not not so straightforward to captain a double player, uh, which, you know, it was a mess. And, you know, some players didn't even have doubles, which was, uh, you know, a bummer. But, you know, we expect these things these days. But... Yeah, hopefully the Premier League will stop uh, postponing games for injuries uh, and not non-COVID topics. But uh, what do you think about City, guys? Uh, I mean, I know it's a pretty, you know, uh, pretty talked about topic. Uh, you might have even two or three players in your teams, but 
what do we think about City? Do we need to get in like two players? Uh, can we have just one? I mean, I don't know. Um, are we waiting? Aditya, do you have any City players? I mean, everybody has Kansio at this I point. Don't. So I don't. That question. Don't don't no. rub it, please. I don't have him. <laughs> nah. It hurts. I mean, you need to get him in because I clearly remember when I wildcarded in. I don't know when it was game week uh, seven. I mean, before the Chelsea run of games, a long time when Lukaku was uh, player to target. I went with Diaz over Kansio. That was the most dumbest mistake I ever did. Thinking and assuming the fact that. Yes, is more nil to play. He'll play more games. Kansio will get rotated because of Walker and Zinchenko. That never happened. And so far, Kansio has just missed one game only because of five yellow cards he got, you know, suspended. So, that was the only game. So, I think you need to get in Kansio, but he's gone up in price. But to find your balance there. But other than that, I think everybody has Kansio, but who to get, right? I mean, uh, f- to be honest, with regards to Fernandez, with most of us who got him for this game week, we got lucky is what I would like to really say because we played bad. United played bad and the first goal was a mistake from Emi Martinez. The second goal was a mistake from Villa's side and Fernandes had to score from that chance. So other than that, he didn't really play well and he also didn't look that great to be honest. So I would probably even see to make a move from Fernandes to KDB and then... um, and Salah is back to KDB to Salah because if Salah is back by game week 26, they probably Liverpool have a double. So I think only KDB is one I would look at. Bernardo Silva is somebody who's a long-term pick who will take over points, but don't expect him to haul every week. So that is the one thing. Again, Foden uh, could be another option. So uh, that is what I would like to say at this point. So it's either KDB or Foden is what I would like to go in the midfield if you want a placeholder for Salah. Otherwise, again, with Rafinha, you have Bowen, Jota. I mean, how many midfielders are going to fit in, in, in with just five spots? That is the thing we need to find an answer for. Yeah, we, we do need more spots in the midfield, I think. Because I think uh, we're at the point in the season where the City midfield options are going to start picking up some pace. And I think some of them are going to start uh, delivering consistently. And you don't want to miss those holes because we, we've seen many times in these seasons uh, what City assets can do. Like, you know, Sterling has been hitting some 17-pointers, 20-pointers. He's a player who can do that, and we all know that. And I think this season he's been slowly improving. You know, he always he's in the points. Uh, usually we've seen whenever he started, I think he returned in the last couple of games. Maybe like five games he started, I think he's returned. Uh if I'm not wrong. But yeah, his form is picking up. And I think I wouldn't be against having two premium midfielders, uh, you know, along with Salah, maybe a city midfielder. You know, the risk of, you know, being benched is there. But I think with their fixtures uh, right now, uh, I think the risk might pay off. But the only concern is the Champions League. So I would, I would be cautious of that because, you know, some rotation is prone to happen. Uh, with those knockout games coming up. So, uh, Shiva, what are your thoughts on Man City? Yeah, I mean, uh, just a few, few weeks back, I'm just looking at the Man City uh, run. I remember we talked in a uh, few, few episodes back that Man City had a similar run of uh, two or three games on a stretch where uh, I mentioned that time that this is the fixture run where Man City attackers uh, attract me the most. So, they scored seven against Leeds four against Newcastle and six against Leicester. So this is a similar kind of run, you know, that we can see them scoring maybe 15 goals over the period of three games. I mean, I don't, I know that Southampton have been uh, historically tough opponent for them, so not for them, but Brentford have been really, really bad away from home and Norwich. Uh, I think Brentford and Norwich, they can easily score eight to ten goals uh, uh, combined in those two games. So... I definitely would want to make most of it by getting, uh, you know, their at least one of their premium asset. And KDB is obvious choice. He looks back in form. But uh, Sterling is also one that I have my eyes on. And, you know, if you ask me right now, one of Sterling and KDB, I probably will go with Sterling. And one of the reasons is because he is playing on the right since Myers has gone uh, to FCON. And I don't think Mahrez is back for this game. And next game, I'm not sure how, how match fit who he would be. And Sterling on right 
is looking really, really good. And for penalties, I think Mahrez is the first choice penalty taker. But we have seen when Mahrez is not on the field or even when they get two penalties, Sterling is the one who, who is, you know, a prefer or actually he prefers himself to get it. And KDB is not the, you know, not the player who is, you know, going to fight for penalty or, you know, going to ask for penalty. So I'm, I'm, I'm really sure that Sterling is a first choice penalty taker when Mahrez is not on the field. So all those points together, I mean, Raheem Sterling is, is a really, really good calculated punt uh, for these three uh, next three games. Now, whether I'll be able to get him or not, it's a different matter because as as you guys said, there are there are only five midfield spots and there are a lot of uh, good players in those spots. And especially if double game weeks get announced, then I mean, it really wouldn't make sense, you know, instead of going for Aston Villa midfield, who's going to have a two fixture, uh, you're going to go for, say, uh, any Man City midfielder who, you know, has a slight chance of being rotated. So... There's a risk in that, but looking at that Brentford and Norwich fixture, I definitely think uh, one of Sterling and KDB are going to ha uh, have a good run. Foden is, again, if you are looking for a cut price, Foden is obviously a um, no-nonsense uh, option for uh, to go for. Uh, but again, uh, we have seen like Foden is not 100% nailed. Like, no player is nailed in Pep system, but like we have seen uh, on quite quite a few occasions on in this season. So... You never know with him, but for, for now, if I have to pick one, uh, my choice would be Sterling, KDB, and then probably Foden. And just looking a little bit in terms of uh, their fixture and uh, the time between the games, I think the Champions League fixture is after the Norwich game. So you're right in saying that they might, uh, you know, prioritize Champions League or not prioritize, but at least uh, rest some players. But Southampton and Brentford game are definitely the two that I don't think Champions League comes into picture and then there is the Norwich game and then there is a midweek fixture for Champions League. So I think these three games are before the Champions League game anyway. So if you want to think about Champions League rotation, yeah, you're right on that point. But these three fixtures are, you know, maybe you should get Man City players for these three fixtures and then worry about the Champions League rotation because their ceiling, ceiling is quite high. So, yeah. And currently, I have Bernardo. I mean, in all these uh, game oh, week 22 yeah. transfers, I you might have to get him out. Keeping Bernardo. Uh, I know that he's not the best option to have, but you know, you know, you can't predict his points. And I'm just hoping for a Southampton game, he gets on uh, to some point. So let's see. I'm, I'm not looking to move a sideways switch from Bernardo to Foden or something like that. But if double game week doesn't get announced, uh, uh, I, I might use the cash from one of Kane and Ronaldo to get maybe one of Sterling and KDB. Yeah, but to be honest, the game, uh, the Champions League game is against Sporting uh, this bonus. I think I don't think they're gonna you know uh, do too much rotation before that game. I think uh, you know on paper it's a, it's the, it's an easy draw for City. And I think they they should be able to comfortably get through. So I think I, I wouldn't worry too much about rotation. Uh, at this point, but yeah, I, I think uh, what you said is right. I think Sterling is also my number one pick, but it's worth noting that uh, Algeria might get knocked out of the the African Cup of Nations because they are uh, last in the group with one point, and if I'm not mistaken, they're playing Ivory Coast, who are, who are first with four points, so they have to win that game, or, or else Mars might be coming back soon. Uh, so that would put me, you know, I, I think if we can uh, wait until that happens, uh, before we, I think it's tomorrow, yeah, uh, tomorrow, Algeria against Sarri Coast, if you're considering Sterling, I think you have to watch that game and root for Algeria because if Maris come back, comes back, then Sterling might not be playing at the right. Uh, so yeah, I think that might decrease his, uh, his you know, potential as an asset, but yeah. Uh, just something worth monitoring, and what I've seen here is it, which is interesting, that KDB is averaging seven point eight points and eighty five point five minutes per game since he's returned to full fitness. And I know he's not the most attacking pick, but just I just think uh, the KDB factor is always there. He he can score uh, from you know a longer range. He's got the passing range. He can assist in more you know in various ways. So I think. The KB factor might be need to be taken in, in account 
uh, when looking at who to pick, I think he's the better, the better player out of, out of these three, you know, Fon, Sterling, KDB. And I think he's one who can get those points in more uh, complex occasions, if that makes sense. So I think that's why he's always a really, really attractive pick. And if I were to wildcard, because uh, I've made a draft, which I might share with you later, I, I have KDB and Sterling in as the two premium midfielders, and it just feels so good to have two of City's heavy hitters in the team. It feels something that no many people can do, uh, and I think it could pay off big time uh, in these three game weeks. And totally uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean if, if you end up going for that, I, I would advise you not to just get any FOMO about any other players, just keep those two premiums for the next three fixtures. I'm definitely sure if you consider six fixtures between two of them, definitely you can see at least three double-digit holes from them. So, yeah, I mean, I, I really like that. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're going to wildcard right now, you need to attack uh, those fixtures. I mean, I, I, I can't, you know, fathom not having two city mids if I wildcard right now. But yeah, I think Foden is a good pick too, of course, uh, along with one of the two. I just feel like Foden might get... Uh, might miss one game. I, I just don't think uh, that Pep has a really weird management uh, regarding Foden. But if he plays, he's also a really good pick. Uh, of course, you can have uh, the premiums to you know, place for for Salah, which makes more sense for team structure. Uh, but talking about chips, guys, I, I want to talk about chip strategy right now. Uh, with all the you know, uncertainty that we have right now, uh, I think the the certain things right now is the blank game week and game week thirty. Uh, I think four four teams are missing game week twenty seven, and I think it's Arsenal, uh, Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea, and one more team which doesn't come to mind right now. Uh, I think it's Leicester. Yeah, I think it's Leicester. So four teams who you know who have many popular assets. Uh, when when do we free hit? Because I have one free hit right now, but when do we free hit, and how does that correlate when uh, with our wildcard use? Uh, Aditya, what are you planning to do? Before I speak a bit, I think the guys at All About FPL put out an article, I think yesterday or something. So regarding the free hit strategy, so just check it out. It's very well written. And uh, other than that, I think uh, a free hit in 27 and 30 is what I think for guys who have two free hits is making sense at this point. And then using your wildcard in game week uh, 31 plus somewhere ahead where you might get more doubles in 35, 36. That's what usually it used to happen. I don't know how the fixtures are going to be done. Then you can use your bench boost later, how you set up your wildcard towards the end. So I think that is what is probably the best move. But I think with you having just one free hit, right? That is, I think, uh, I think maybe attacking game week 27 is sensible. So I might say just say uh, free hit in 27 and then probably build a decent team for game week 30. Like just have like seven, eight players or something. Don't go all out. And we'll see whether we get more small mini double game weeks in between because we'll have to see how the Premier League kind of do the fixture rearrangements so as of now we've got no update on it so let's see what happens but i think that is what i think i would like to add very quickly but the point is we are just speculating because we don't have the exact fixture list but we just know 27 is a blank 30 is a blank and that could be doubles later on towards 30 35 36 i think game week so that's what i'm seeing at this point so it's very tough to say but that is what my plan is at the at this moment Yeah, it definitely makes sense. I mean, we, we don't have enough information, but I think it would be good to think, uh, to have a brief idea of what we're doing. Because, uh, you know, if I want to wildcard right now, I need to prepare uh, on how to approach those blanks and doubles. And I think, you know, I think we need to get information now to take the risk of wildcarding because uh, it's, it's not going to be the easiest thing to navigate those blanks without the wildcard, although there's a free hit. Uh, which is always there, but I think uh, most likely gonna use it on game week uh, uh, thirty, which is gonna be a big blank week. I mean, if you if you're wildcarding now, you can't really dead end your team. Uh, so I think game week thirty is gonna be a pain in the ass uh, to to navigate without that. But uh, I think 
game week 27, if you have two free hits, of course. I think that game week is really nice game week to attack some fixtures because I think United have Watford, uh, you know, Tottenham have Leeds, and I think City have Everton. So these three fixtures alone, you, you could have three players from each team. I think, you know, if you have two free hits, uh, game week 27 and 30 is possibly a no-brainer to, you know, free hit. Uh, I, th I think it, it would be really nice uh, weeks to target. I think blind gaming are, are much better to target than uh, doubles. I mean, call me crazy, but I just find them, uh, you know, there's more opportunity and a more limited uh, you know, pool of players. So I, in my opinion, there's more chance you get, you get some players right. Uh, obviously, it could be a big failure, but, you know, most times I think it comes out, you know, uh, well, so Shiva, what's your, you know, what's your outcome, your, your thoughts on all this, and what are you planning to do? Game week 33 hit is almost nailed as, <clears throat> as for most of us, like, it's going to be a big blank game week, and obviously free hit goes uh, perfectly in that place, so one free hit is definitely uh, nailed for game week 30. But game week 27, although all the points mentioned by you are valid, there is a good opportunity to attack. Uh, if I look at my current team, I don't have any uh, Leicester or Arsenal assets. I only have Alonso, which I uh, intend to sell this week or next week. And then Liverpool. So essentially, I'm going to only have the Liverpool players who are going to blank in that game week. So just because two or three of your players are blanking if you're going to use free hit it may not have as much upside because the other players which which, you know, which have good fixtures in game with 27 i can some of them I'm, i might already have you know because they have some uh, good uh, upcoming fixtures as well so i'm just thinking based on my team uh, 27 is one of the options but it's not certainly that uh, i'm I'm hoping that I can avoid using free hit in game week 27 and I can, you know, maybe squeeze in in some game week which has a double game weeks, you know, just to just to uh, maybe hope that I can get a little bit bigger upside. And it might, you know, even come as soon as this game week, if, if double game week or double game week, uh, two double game week fixtures are announced for game week 23, then I even have a free hit draft ready, which I am really, uh, really, you know, feeling good about for game week 23 because the that free hit draft has a KDB and Sterling as you had in your wildcard draft. Plus, I'm getting all the double game week fixtures uh, from Aston Villa and possibly Leeds and Everton. So that if I end up using free hit in 23, then obviously I won't have free hit left to use in 27 as well as 30. So 27, I have to navigate. Uh, without free hit, but the way your team is structured, it all depends on that. And for me, uh, free hitting 23 is as good option as uh, free hitting in 27 if those two double game weeks are now. So I'm keeping my second free hit option open, but you know, just just as I have been playing the game in the same way last so many years, I, I would like to use my free hit in a um, either big blank or a double game week and 27, even if it is a small blank i'm hoping that i can navigate through that without using a free hit so that's my plan uh it might change you know based on some fixtures announcement but that's my current plan is but talking um uh, talking about wildcard so i just want to mention one point in here uh yes the the main point for not using wildcard is because we don't know many things at this point and you this is your last wild card and then you have you are stuck with that team and then bait that bench for maybe you know most of this season so that is a valid point for not going for a wild card but if you really look the aston villa fixtures like if you are going to uh fill up on aston villa players on your wild card you know and maybe a backup uh, only fifth defender or you know maybe one everton player then you are essentially going to set up a team for double game week on your wild card and if the double game weeks are announced, you are going to have to take hits to get in those players. So, is it going to worth just to take, you know, use your wild card on the players are good for long term anyway? I mean, at this point, I am just of the opinion if if only Aston Villa double game week gets announced, instead of using free hit or wild card, I may even take you know uh, minus four or minus eight 
uh, instead of using free hit. But if you're planning to use wild card and if you get those uh, players on the wild card, they're there to stay in your team for longer run, which for Aston Villa is is pretty nice run. So uh, really, I mean, if if you look at the long term pictures of Aston Villa, uh, wild card can be a good option. It's not really that you have to save the wild card uh, for maybe longer term because you have two free hits as well and there are only like what uh, 12 13 more game weeks to go so if your team really demands it wild card is definitely something that that you can uh, think about especially if you want to uh, get Aston Villa players so yeah that's it I mean it really depends on your team but for me maybe free hit looks little bit better for game week 23 because I have some good 24 fixtures in you know uh, Kane and some of the West Ham guys uh, but uh, if you don't have them then wildcard is probably the better option to get Aston Villa players for long term I think uh, for someone like me who I'm in a situation where it's, it's just so tempting without any City players uh, just one Aston Villa player I mean it all depends on the news but I mean just the fact that I would like to have three City players and I have none uh, makes me think that it might be worth the while for it right now. But yeah, I think I'm going to be flexible. I've got a draft. Um, you know, I'm just going to wait it out and see what happens. But let's go to a, a topic that I think we're not ready to discuss yet uh, as a community. But what is the plan for Salah? I mean, do we think... Uh, I don't think he comes back right now. I think Egypt are probably going to win the game tonight. And they should go through to the next round. But what's the plan for Salah? Do we bring him back as soon as he, you know, as soon as he's available for Liverpool? Do we wait and see uh, whether there's a double in 26? I mean, do we see who's performing well? Can can he be replaced? Will Will Avcon change something? I mean, imagine if he gets injured. I mean, we have to be flexible to react in any scenario. But uh, Aditya, will you be bringing him in at ASAP or? Are you going to see if someone else might have a better form? I think if Salah is back Liverpool, they are not going to hesitate when he's going to play straight away. As soon as he's back, I'm going to get him in. And uh, most of us have already made a placehold in midfield, right? So getting in Fernandes or maybe getting in someone like just Sterling, KDB and all. So we're just ensuring the fact that we keep one slot open for Salah and we keep enough funds in the bank to do it. So... I think pretty much most of us have made up our minds and I will definitely get in Salah once he's back and once we, I mean Klopp and the club Liverpool, they say basically that he's fit enough to play, I think we'll have to make the move. But as of now, as you said, it looks more likely that game week 26 will be a double for Liverpool. We're just speculating because Premier League have not yet confirmed the fixtures yet. So if that's the case, then most of us are going to get in Salah and then going to definitely use the triple captain at this point. I think that is going to be no argument there. But um, I think with Firmino also back and uh, I don't know what will happen with Jota. So at the moment with no Salah and no Mane, Jota is probably getting a definite start and a free run at this point. But once both of them are back, we might see Jota getting benched, Firmino playing and rotations. I, I mean, let's see what happens. But I think Salah is definitely... Coming back in my squad once he's back. That is what my plan is at this point. Regarding injuries and all, I just hope nothing like that happens. And um, I mean, that's what I would like to say at this point. Yeah, I think I think uh, most managers are on the same uh, page as you, Aditya. Uh, with Salah's form, you know, and, and the terror he's caused to to people who dare to not captain him in game week nine against Man United. Uh, I'm a fellow victim of the Harrods Gate, so I know what I'm uh, talking about. So Shiva. Uh, are you bringing Salah back as soon as he comes back, or are you waiting a bit? So, uh, as soon as definitely he's not going to be back for Crystal Palace, so there is a chance he can be back for Leicester game, right? Uh, at this point, if game week 24 is a double game week and there are decent fixtures, I might hold off getting Salah for that particular week because of two reasons. Leicester is, you know, I know they have been bad defensively, but they were really good against Liverpool and, you know, they were determined not to concede. So, hopefully, Salah being just back from AFCON, you know, maybe he's a little tired, fatigued, maybe Club Club 
might want to give him a rest. So I might look at that Leicester fixture and you know may decide to hold off for that. But if you really look at game week 25 and 26, Burnley and Norwich, these are the North fixtures that you know you you can take a risk on Salah, especially. Uh, I mean, I, I'm around top 10k so if if i go against that and you know if backfires I, i'm really going to regret that so i definitely i'm not going to go without salah for 25 and 26 even if he has uh, blank in 27 but 24 is something if, if he even if he's you know back in with liverpool 24 is something i at this point if double game week is allowed announced i might wait for that week to get salah in but yeah after that he, he, he'll be straight in even if that Blank in 27 doesn't bother me because of, you know, obviously we have two free hits plus, you know, bench won't be, you know, that dead for game week 27 in case if we have to use it. So, Salah is definitely coming back uh, in game week 25, not before that for me at this point. Oh, I mean, uh, I, get, I get it, guys. I mean, uh, Salah has been phenomenal this season and he's been, uh, he's been a joy to watch and, you know, a really reliable FPL player, you know. Uh, captaining him has not been fun, to be honest, uh, late, lately, because he's been really close to uh, 200 yo, and when he wasn't, he missed the penalty. So I'm not really having a, the memories of a good Salah pick have been uh, are distant. But you know, I just think that there are players right now who whose form might uh, be enough to sway me. Uh, in captaining them instead when we've got a really good fixture. Uh, of course, I know the risk involved, but I just think there are, there are players who might be in a position to outthrow Salah from the captaincy uh, monopoly. And, you know, uh, call me crazy, but I, I think even Bowen. Bowen has been phenomenal. I think, uh, I mean, if he didn't miss that uh, sitter against Leeds, he would have, he would have had a brace. Uh, which would have been three consecutive double-digit holes. If I'm not, he, I think he got a 14-pointer against Watford, 21 double game week, and he would have gotten, what, like 13, 14 points again. I think Bowen, if he keeps that up, I think he's definitely an option uh, to consider for, you know, captaining him in those good games, because I just think he brings so much to the pit table, and he's so, so uh, involved in the West Ham attack. And I mean, even the city players. If someone seems like, uh, uh, as I said, I said before, I think they're gonna keep uh, keep improving and they they gonna pick up pace. KDB, Sterling, even Foden. I just think, I mean, with the the game week twenty five picture against Norwich City players, are you really gonna captain Tsar who's just come back from the the tournament? Uh, the team's gonna have to you know uh, stick back together. I think I wouldn't rush to bring him in. Unless there's a double in 26, uh, I mean, then it would be crazy to not bring him in. But I just think in 25, I will stick with the... I will probably have Man City mill further until then, which hopefully starts. I think uh, I would I would rather stick the captaincy to them. So I think Saab would not be a priority uh, as soon as he comes back. But, you know, uh, it's going to be a really, really nice uh, dilemma when we when it's time. So I think we've reached the 50-minute mark, guys. So maybe won't we want to talk about some uh, captaincy decisions about this game week, game week, and you know, uh, transfers that we might uh, make uh, come the deadline. So Aditya, what are the plans for this game week? Who are we captaining? <laughs> captaincy is a bit. Uh, I mean, if I'm taking a quick look at the fixtures again, if we get a double or not, right? If if let's say if Villa or somebody get a double. Again, we have to really wait and see if whether the fixtures are announced and whether if some team has a double game week, then I think pretty sure everybody is going to captain the player from the side that has a double fixture. But I mean, as, of that, now, I mean, like, as of uh, now, without the double info, uh, who who would be your captain uh, most likely? It's really tough, to be honest. Uh, I would... Again, uh, my United bias will come in. It depends on how well we play tonight. Uh, there is some promising performance put up, then maybe um, Ronaldo could be an option. Other than that, to be honest, I mean, one of the City players, they play Southampton. Southampton, although they always trouble Man City, they're kind of their bogey team, but uh, City are City, right? 
and Arsenal play Burnley. Uh, we can finally hope that game will go through. So if you want to take a really differential punt, then one of the Arsenal guys could be an option. Or else Palace, Liverpool, we have Jota, we have Trent. So that could be an option. But other than that, I really don't see any standout picks. So we need to really hope for a, a double fixture to be announced. Yeah, I think if uh, Villa have a double of like Everton leads, I think it would be hard to ignore the, the players. Even if they're Villa, I think the fixtures are really good. And uh, I think they're going to play well uh, against those teams. And they're the games that they can easily win. So I wouldn't be shy of captaining a Villa player. But as of now, I think the top picks for me would be Arnold uh, over Jota. I think Arnold is more consistent. I think he the clean sheet could be a bonus too. I think he always is really high on the bonus points. And Jota has just, has just got the, the, unlucky fact, the unlucky factor with him. He's cursed. I, I just can't explain how he misses some chances. It's, it's crazy, to be honest. So I think captaining Jota would be really frustrating. So I think I would sway away from that. Uh, so for me, it would be either be a city midfielder if I get one this game week, uh, or Arnold. I think those picks are really really good. Uh, Shiva, what about you? Yeah, I mean as you guys have said, there is no clear option on in next game week, and we're hoping. <coughs> sorry, we're hoping that double game week announcement uh, will save us from from that dilemma and give us some good captain choice. But having said that, if if the game week that everybody is expecting to be announced, like extra game for Aston Villa and Leeds, if that gets announced, I I might get Rafinha in and uh, give him the armband. I mean, if you look at Villa's team, Watkins, yes, you probably have him nailed for 180 minutes. But Coutinho and, or Dine, let's say, I don't think they are nailed for starting two games in a row if they are, you know, like uh, uh, two days apart. So, in that case, Rafinha is definitely going to start both games and play almost close to 180 minutes for sure. So, if one of his games in Newcastle and Aston Villa, you know, they are not like uh, rock solid or high with high XGC. So, I really can see Leeds scoring in the game against Aston Villa. So, Rafinha might well be my captain if the double game week all we are looking for is actually getting announced. But yeah, if not for double game week, I think... I think I have good memories from my Cancelo captainship uh, where he got me 18-pointer. Uh, so I might go for him again or if not him, then probably it will be one of the uh, Ronaldo or Kane. Kane, I know Chelsea is not a uh, easy picture, but Chelsea are not in you know, a best of the moment. So when you have a doubt, probably it's best to go with the premium asset who has a penalty in his locker. So... That's where I'm at. Okay, guys, uh, that was a, a nice discussion. So we've got two questions on Twitter, but I think we've pretty much covered them uh, in depth, uh, both of them. Uh, so I think, you know, you can find them there uh, in the pod. We've, uh, we've really uh, dug deep into that uh, as much as we could. And I think, uh, I think we've talked about uh, the most important topics this game week. And I think we it's time to wrap up this episode. So thank you for joining us, guys. And... Hope has a nice game week and may the green arrows.